The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our gospel reading for today from Matthew chapter 9, where it says, And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I want you for a moment this morning to get into your mind a group of people or an individual who you think right now is acting quite recklessly. I'm not thinking that you each have the same person or group in your mind, but many of you maybe do. Indeed, those groups that are acting reckless can be found in all sorts of places. For some of you, it might be a group of people that you've been tracking in the news. For the others of you, it might be the members of a political party. For others of you, it might be an individual in your life who's been causing particular harm to you or to those you love. Do you got them in your mind? Well, let me ask you now. How do you feel about them? Here's what the Bible says about such people. The Bible says they are troubled and distressed. Literally, in the original language, it says they are like those who have been butchered and then cast aside to the ground. It says they are like sheep without a shepherd. Doesn't that seem pretty right? The people you're thinking about, are they not troubled and distressed? Are they not, if you didn't know, looking at least like they have been violently attacked, even thrown to the ground? Isn't it clear that they don't have someone that provides them protection and guidance like a sheep would have with a shepherd? So let me ask you again today, how do you feel about those people? Are you angry at them? Are you frustrated with them? Do you show in your life, if others were listening to you, that perhaps you're giving everyone the impression that you know your life would be a lot easier if those people just did not exist? Or do you feel for them in your guts? Does your heart bleed for them? Do you want them to have a shepherd to guide them out of all their messes? Well, tell me how you feel about yourself. Are words like troubled and distressed, vexed or depressed, words that can describe you at least at times? Do you feel like others have filleted you with their words or with their deeds? Do you feel at times like you're just lying there on the ground, nearly done in for? Well, how does Jesus feel about you in those moments? Is he angry with you? Is he so frustrated with you that he could scream? Are you nothing more than an inconvenience to him? Or does he feel for you in his guts? Does his heart bleed for you? Does he want you to have a shepherd? To guide you out of your mess. Well, if we listen to our reading for today, we know how he feels. 
He does feel for you in his guts. He does bleed for you in his heart. He does want you to have a shepherd. That's why he came to earth. That's why he lived his life. That's why he died his death. That's why he rose from the grave. He laid down his life in order that you might not only have a shepherd, but might have the good shepherd. He came right into your mess to save you and to guide you away out of it. And that's how he felt about the people who were wrecked in his day also. That's what we hear in our text for today. As Jesus was going through the cities and the towns, preaching the gospel and healing all who were sick, time and time again, he was there seeing people that were without a shepherd. He saw people who were a mess. But he didn't just get angry. He did not just grow frustrated. He didn't just wish they would go away. No, he had compassion on them, we are told. He wanted all of them to have a shepherd. He wanted it so much that he reached out to them with his words and his deeds. And he wanted it so much that he also told those who were already a part of his flock that they should pray, that he might send out others with the good news and with mighty deeds into all of those lost masses. No doubt. It's how he feels about those who are most reckless in our day, especially those who do not know his ways at all. And here again, I want to be clear, I'm not talking about one particular group of people necessarily. I'm talking about any group of people or any individual who wants to go about life in a reckless way apart from Christ and his shepherdly care. It's how Christ feels about those who abuse their authority and those who refuse to live under any authority. It's how he feels about those who are controlled by something as accepted as greed or as vilified as substance abuse. It's how he feels about those whose lives and whose families and whose fortunes might well be a mess. He has compassion on all those who do not have shepherd. So, is this also your way, as one of his own? Is your response to people that are a mess, how sad? How sad that they don't have the good shepherds. How sad that they are not underneath his care. How sad that they don't have him watching over them, forgiving them, and guiding them. Or do you just want to dismiss those people? Speak ill of them and leave them to their own demise. Well, if that is how you wish to act, well then you should expect that same kind of treatment from God. For while God has great compassion on those who are without his shepherding care, he does also have expectations for those who are already gathered into his flock. If you extend no compassion to others, well then you shouldn't expect any from God. If you do something evil or make wrong decisions or have trouble in your relationships, if you don't want to extend compassion, well, you should expect God to simply dismiss your prayers, to speak evil about you, and to do nothing to help you. You see, it is His compassion that has resulted in you being part of His flock at all. He sent workers into His harvest fields in order that they might care for you. 
He exercises his shepherdly care through such shepherds. Through them, he rescues you, he forgives you, and he guides you. It is not proper to despise compassion when it is the very thing that led Christ to save you. So if your heart has grown cold, confess that. If your most constant emotion is anger and not compassion, admit that to God. If you're more likely to want to cast people down than try to welcome them into the flock, come clean. For God, he will forgive you. The good shepherd, he has laid down his life in order that you might have a place back in his flock. The shepherd will give you a new spirit. He will do it through his spirit. He will give you a new heart. He will give it to you through his spirit. He will give you a new heart that is filled with compassion rather than filled with anger. And that new heart, it will guide and direct you in every way. Indeed, if you have this new heart, it will cause you to have compassion and it will bring you to your knees, praying to God that he would send out more and more men into the harvest fields with the gospel. It is not good. When the number of the shepherdless grows and grows and grows, and at the same time the number of shepherds shrink. But that seems to be exactly the trend we see now. More and more lost people and less men being sent out with the gospel to gather them into Christ's flock. So are you concerned about that? Are you invested in changing it? Are you reading the scripture? Are you receiving the sacrament? Are you praying that the Lord of the harvest would indeed send out more men? Are you encouraging young men who have talent and skill to consider becoming pastors, even in an age where the benefits of being one will likely grow less and less, and the danger of being one will grow greater and greater? Will you support those who go into this work with your prayers and, yes, with your money? And will you continue to support them once they are out in the field? True compassion will lead to such things. Not compassion for those that are being sent out, the future pastors, so to speak, but for those they are sent out to. Yes, compassion is what is needed. Compassion that flows from understanding both how awful it is to be without the shepherd's care and how good it is to be with the shepherd and his care. Compassion that flows from one's own understanding that they have been saved by the good shepherd. It is so easy to be inconvenienced, to be frustrated, and to be angered by those who are a mess. But that's not of God. Here is how Paul explained all things. For while we were still weak, at the right time God or Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, one would even dare to die. But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have been justified now by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. 
God has extended to you in Christ his compassion. He has saved you. He's shown you mercy. You now get to go out and extend that compassion and mercy to others. Amen.